En Toyota nos preguntamos, ¿qué prefieres estas fiestas? ¿Árbol dorado? Rojo y verde. ¿Cenamos pavo? Tamales. ¿Regalos a medianoche? Mejor a la mañana. Ok. ¿Y para el auto nuevo? Pensaba en un Corolla, Corolla negro, negro y con, con asientos deportivos. deportivos. Todos prefieren un Toyota. Ven por tu favorito al Toyota Ton. Las ofertas terminan el 5 de diciembre. Toyota. Vayamos juntos. Las ofertas están sujetas a cambios a lo largo de Toyota Ton que termina el 2 de enero. Las ofertas actuales terminan el 5 de diciembre. El inventario puede variar. Visita tu concesionario Toyota participante. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code GROOM at checkout. That's harrys.com, code GROOM. Enjoy! This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. What's up, everybody? It's the Busted Open Podcast. Along with Justin LaBar, I'm Jonathan Hood. Boy, we made our maiden voyage on Sundays here for Busted Open. We had the men's and women's war games matches for the Survivor Series in Chicago. Justin. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. We had drama. We had storytelling. We had violence. That's everything you could want out of a war games. Also, the return of Randy Orton and CM Punk. How about Randy Orton? He looked great, didn't he? He's aging like a fine wine, Jay Hood. I hope I get the same treatment. And CM Punk as well. He made his return. We put the seven in 24-7. We're on seven days a week. Enjoy the Sunday edition of Busted Open. We are just so happy. Justin and I are so happy to be here again. You guys have wanted this three days a week. You've wanted this five days a week. You wanted this six days a week. And now seven days a week. And the reason why that we're here is because of you, the Busted Open Nation. Who are we? We're wrestling fans just like you. We are members of Busted Open Nation just like you. And so that's why Justin and I are going to be together every Sunday bringing you the latest and the best. Hey, this is not a replay. Hey, this is live <laughs> every Sunday morning. So, Justin, I'm just excited, man. I'm just glad that we are here together doing this uh, every single Sunday for this great channel, Busted Open Fight Nation. Yeah, it's amazing how this show has grown, how this channel has grown. Uh, I've had the privilege of um, getting to be, you know, ha- you know, make a little guest appearance on Busted Open every Friday morning, doing my spar with Labar segment. You know, so doing a half hour every Friday for the last three years has been a thrill and a privilege, and to interact with the nation that way. Now, you and I getting to steer this, steer an entire day together, um, is just is, is such a thrill. So I'm, I'm, you know, appreciative and looking forward to all the fun we're gonna have. 
Yeah, you are always welcome to jump in with us. It is the hottest pro wrestling audio anywhere, busted open right here on SiriusXM Fight Nation. We mentioned the phone number, 877-FIGHT-93. You're going to need that number today here on this Sunday morning because of what happened in my hometown, Chicago. Survivor Series taking place at the Allstate Arena. It is the favorite arena of Triple H. It is the favorite arena of Stone Cold Steve Austin. They love it because of the the construction of the building, that wooden ceiling, and how the 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 audience and the crowd just gets into it and makes such a noise in there. It was loud. And you love the atmosphere because the fans were there. They were ready for something special, and they got it with war games, didn't they? They did. They did. And I, I second that. I, I've been to that arena, and it is, it is, it's as advertised. You, you, everything just feels bigger, feels louder. Um, and, I, and obviously, history's had you know a slew of great moments. Uh, you know, probably my my favorite in terms of reaction is, is Jericho's WWE debut. But yeah, I mean, yeah. last night Survivor Series uh, added to the list of added to the list of big Survivor Series in terms of you know debuts and talking points added to the list and just in in wrestling history of you never say never oh there's no question about that you know it it is funny when we get these big events when we get these pay-per-views or ple's there's always complaints of i don't like the build or i don't like how few matches are on the card and the one thing i always say justin is is that no matter what once it's in the ring it's going to deliver we can bitch and complain about how there should have been a you know a tag team match at Survivor Series, or it should have been other people that's involved. How come they were left out? But once you get in the ring, it's going to deliver more times than not. And that's the same thing that happened with Survivor Series. I mean, look, you had a women's War Games match, you had a men's War Games match, and you had three other matches. Okay, I think the three other matches we could pretty much predict what was going to happen. But the point is, though, what was once it was in the ring, it wasn't like oh these these matches stink. No. All the men and women that are involved in these shows that we watch, they all deliver. And that's exactly what happened last night. They, they all did deliver. You're exactly right. And let me just say this as a blanket statement about Survivor Series. Because I, I have been, anybody who's followed me on social media, at Justin Bar, anybody who's followed me on any other podcasts I've done, Wrestling Inc., Chair Shot Reality back in the day, you've heard me say this for years. That Survivor Series, even though it is the second longest running event behind WrestleMania, even though it is one of the core four, that the year is built around for years survivor series in, in the last decade, I thought had to become an outdated concept, but with the infusion of war games, uh, the infusion of, of, of consistent booking and storytelling by triple H and crew, it has revitalized the November classic. And, and last night was proof of that. Well, and you had to do that. And the reason why is because how many survivor series do you want to see where you see three minute matches? Pretty much, right? Quick pin falls and out. That's how I grew up watching the Survivor Series. It's like you have all these stars, and then everything was done by pinfall. But the advent of the war games makes it a, a lot better than what it was. It wasn't. It's not just the quick pin falls and eliminations and who are the survivors. That was a great concept in the '80s and the '90s. But the way it was put together, you had star power, and then on top of that, you had something different. You know what you got, Justin? You had a babyface advantage in the women's war games, which you never had. Never, right? never. I mean, I remember the first one in 87. It was it was always Arn Anderson against Dusty or Arn Anderson against Hawk or something like that at the beginning. And then the heels just keep coming in. They have the advantage. It was different, but it didn't miss anything with the advantage with the women having uh, the babyface advantage there. It still was a very solid match. No, it was. It was. And you're right. Yeah, Survivor Series was built at a time where all you saw on TV – was TV talent against 
local talent and, and a squash, right? Mm-hmm. Against the jobber. So yeah, that was the attraction survivor series. We're gonna put 10 TV talent names all in a ring together, and that's gonna be a big deal. Now that's an that's that's a main event of a raw if they want to give everybody an easy night. So uh yeah, they they had it's an outdated concept, and you're right. I that's a, the the women's advantage, the face advantage in the women's match. I can't I can't ever recall you've probably seen more war games matches than I have. I can never recall the faces ever having an advantage in a war games match. No, that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> back in the day in the NWA, that wouldn't have worked. You had to have the horsemen have the advantage on Dusty's crew back then. Because you wanted Dusty to be in peril. So that way, here comes Animal, here comes whomever that's going in. So but even with that, and it surprised me that he did that, it still was great. And and, and you know, there is something that's very similar with the men's and women's is that there was problems on the baby face side on both. Now you mm-hmm. thought that maybe there's a little repetition there, but I think, I think they were both unique and here's why. So we know that Becky and Charlotte don't, you don't get along, but then there's Bianca Belair there. She's there. And so we were wondering how that dynamic would work. Then you got the hug from Becky and Charlotte said, let's go, let's do this. Same thing with the men's war games. On the babyface side and on the heel side, Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest with their issues, and then Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins don't get along. So it wasn't just like, here's you know four or five babyfaces that all get along and work good, and here's the heels, and we're going to get the babyface. No, they put drama within it. So as Michael Cole uh, put, there were so many different storylines, layered storylines within the War Games teams, which, again, makes it very unique and interesting. And back to the women, to that point. Uh, what a declaration it is of, of how far the women's creative has come to where it used to be, okay, there's going to be a story in the women's division around whoever the champion is, whoever, whoever the title is, Divas title, women's championship, whatever era we're in. And that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Now you have these you know, these levels of stories. Now you can watch a Raw or SmackDown and have several other women's matches that have nothing to do with the title, but there's a personal issue. There's some story there. And, and like you said, it, it allowed this all to play out inside of those cages on both sides. And I think that's that's a huge compliment to how far WWE women's booking has come uh, to have that kind of creative depth and quality. Uh, Justin, you've done some uh, in-ring work uh, in your career. You ever put a crash can on top of yourself and get on top of a steel cage and just dive on people? You ever, you've done that spot before, right, in your career? I did that at the bar afterwards. I never did it in front of the paying audience. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, Wait a minute. You don't do that for free. <laughs> you got to get a payday for that, brother. <laughs> well, I was a little, you know, a little, little in the sauce there. I look my, my, actually, here's the thing. My, uh, uh two of my, uh, most hardcore moments I've ever had in the ring. One actually got to be in with our fellow nation, uh, host, Tommy dreamer. Uh, he hit me with a prosthetic leg from somebody who had a prosthetic leg in the front row. Oh, uh, and then Sandman dumped beer down my crotch and proceeded to hit me with a, with a cane. Oh. That's as hardcore as it got for me, uh, in terms of, uh, the weapons and the, and the, and the, sh- and the shenanigans like that. And so you put, you officially put in your papers to retire after that, right? You can't keep doing this. <laughs> No, I kept going. I kept going. Oh, but you just kept going anyway. I'll I'll tell you is that spot at the women's war games. And again, there's got to be a lot of trust there. You know, like Kari Sane with the great with great moves. I, you know, Sky with great moves. Like Oscar, when you are on the top of a cage and you got a, you got a garbage can on top of you, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna jump without uh, blindly." I mean, that's just crazy. That's bananas. And if you take, you know, and if you start to overshoot it or you undershoot oh. it, you just hope that every. <laughs> Hope that the seven below you all 
pivot fast enough to catch you. Let's also not let's also not ignore the creative way that she got the trash can up there doing the dumb waiter pulley system with yes. a chain. I thought yes. that you know part of me is like you know this is a lot of work for one spot, but at the end of it when it was all said and done, I was like, all right, I'll 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 uh, I'll, I'll give it its, its its flowers. It all paid off, dude. It all paid off. I was thinking also with Shotzi Blackheart being part of the of this, I was like. Hmm, Shotzi's part of this, and she's really, really insane. I was thinking, hmm, someone's got to take the pinfall. And I thought it would be her, and it was not. It actually, and this is what you like about uh, matches like this, Shotzi really accounted herself well. Of course, she's nuts, and of course, the story is about how she got her hair, hair cut and all that. And so she was really ready to take on that other team. I thought Shotzi accounted herself well in this match. I think so. Yeah, I, I absolutely would agree with that. Um, I also I, I got to give a shout out to uh, it was a Kyrie Sane who was taking the giant trash can lid, the oversized yes. trash can lid, and doing like the spinning back fist and <sighs> and made it just look brutal as all hell. I mean, she did it two or three times in the match. Every time she did it, I like my my body moved in reaction to it. I mean, people thought okay, there was going to be a table that was going to be pulled out of there, and Kyrie Sane said, "No, I got this trash can kid. This got this trash uh, can lid, and I'm just going to." beat the crap out of the opposition with it. And boy, it's just the sound, right? That's the whole thing with it. Whether it hurts or not, and I know it has to because the way she swung it haphazardly, um, you know that it had to hurt. And so people thought, oh, it's just a trash can. No, this actually was a huge weapon in the match yeah. for her. I really like that. And with the weapons, again, this match a little bit you know, backwards, like we said, you know, the women getting the faces getting the advantage. And I thought it was interesting, too. You know, your Chicago crowd, they want tables, they want tables, they want tables, and they hold it for Asuka. They hold yes. it for the heel, the final heel to enter. She gives them the pop that they want. I thought that was bizarre, but, but hey, it's it's Chicago, right? <laughs> our, our city loves tables for whatever reason. I mean, it just loves tables. Like when it snows out and you want to hold a parking spot, you put a table out there. So we just we just love tables <laughs> in any, any way, shape, or form. We just love tables, Justin. That's how that works with Justin Lamar. See here in Pittsburgh, it's a folding chair at the market parking spot. <laughs> yeah, we got tables. We got, you know, uh, we, you know what? We got all this other stuff. We put a whole bunch of clothes out there just to hold the parking spot during the snow. Uh, with Justin Labar, Jonathan Hood with you here on Busted Open as we do this every single day now, Monday through Sunday. Every day we're giving you Busted Open right here on Fight Nation. The men's war games with Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, and Randy Orton against Damian Priest. Finn Balor, Dominic Mysterio, J.D. McDonough, and Drew McIntyre. And, of course, the big storyline, Justin, coming into this is, okay, where's Randy Orton? Where is is he going to show up? And I like that little mystery because people thought, well, maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's not Randy Orton. But, again, you talk about delivering. The men's war game, especially at the end, definitely delivered. Yeah, I, I mean, to the point of, you know, you have several, you know, headlines to come out of this match. And, you know, it's it's to the you're you're trying to deliver this and not, you know, let let each headline get its get its get its due. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, Randy Orton coming first. Let's just talk about Randy for me, because I do think and and I, you know, I do think that in the last, uh, you know, 10 hours, Randy Orton's name has not been said as much as it should have has not been typed as much as it should have. So real quick, because I know we're going to do a lot of talking about somebody else here. Let me just say Randy Orton's back. He looks phenomenal. Uh, I mean, he he looked the best he's looked in his entire career. He came out. He looked like he was having fun, crowd reacting. I mean, and, and there with him, he's he's in there like a house of fire. And then he does he turns and looks like he's gonna set up Jey Uso for that RKO. Everybody immediately, oh my God, it's time! It, it, here's here's that snake. Here's that viper. 
Mm-hmm. And no, no, no. He was just addressing, you know, hey, you're the one that put me on the shelf. I mean, it, it was spectacular. I am so happy Randy is back because I, I, I think, especially on a three-hour show like Raw, um, he's needed. And he could add so much as we get ready to go into the hottest time on their calendar for WWE. So uh, fantastic to see Randy Orton back. Glad he's back. Don't, I mean, he, you know, back fusion surgery. You know, I, I could easily see you get that done. I'm not taking. I'm not. I'm not throwing myself to a mat ever again. You know, first time I think I saw him his back at the mat is when he delivered his DDT where wow. he, he dangles the guy off the middle ropes. And I and I remember I'm watching real quick and he hit it. He hit it. He bounced right back up. I mean, he was having a blast. So good on Randy Orton that you're back, that you're healthy, and that you can contribute to what is a hot, hot WWE product right now. You know, Justin, when you think about Randy Orton, you think about how he was booked, where you saw him every week, and you said, okay, what's the storyline? What's the story with Randy Orton? But as the old adage is in professional wrestling, how can I miss you if you don't go away? And I just think that for a year plus for him being away, people wondered, is this the end for Randy Orton? Because everything we read was this would be the end for Randy Orton. He's got the back. And you know what happens when they cut on you with a back situation, with a back injury, usually that means the end. We saw Randy Orton come out there. And, man, he looked like he never left. Obviously, he looks a little bit more built, obviously, in the upper body. But I just to see him out there again and the ovation he got from the Chicago crowd was just amazing. And, of course, as you watch him, you're concerned, okay, is he going to re-injure the back? Or, you know, will he be more stiff? Will he be as fluid as he was before? It's like he never left. That's the thing that impressed me the most is that he looked the same. And it was so great to see him out there. And I just hope that he's going to be around for quite some time because he's got a, had a Hall of Fame career. And he's meant so much to a lot of wrestling fans across the country. Yeah, I mean, you're right, fluid. And that's a big thing with him. He's always... um I think that's one of the ways I would describe him is how smooth he is you know, in the ring. How and, and he right he came back and looks uh, looked to still be in that form. Yeah, yeah, big picture. He's an obviously, you know, for sure Hall of Famer. So you want to you know you don't you want the proper closure whenever and you want the proper closure to be on his terms. So you, to have him just you know disappear eighteen months ago in a storyline of he's being injured uh, and that to be actually it, you know that that that's 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 that would be that would have been very unfortunate. And then also on a more more immediate level he was part of one of the hottest things with he and riddle so then just to take that away from the audience and get no you know no you know he doesn't turn on riddle riddle doesn't turn on him no payoff it really just left a uh, you're right an absence makes the heart grow fonder this absence really did it was like all right we need proper closure we need randy orton to come back on his terms and we need to have you know one more run or however however much more he's got left in the tank uh so i'm glad to see that we're starting that and uh and look he came back jonathan he came back as the fifth man for the babyface side but obviously, Randy Orton. Who knows? You could leave him as a babyface and in the crowd, giving him giving him the uh, the legends respect. Or if you look at the booking card, if you look at the locker room, heel versus face, and like ah, we need a credible heel here. You can snap your fingers, and Randy Orton could be your most dastardly heel that you need. Yeah, and he flourishes at both, right? Flourishes at both uh, because that's that is the mark of a Hall of Fame career. It started from the beginning, OVW into the WWE, and he hasn't looked back. He's just been that great. Hi, everybody, Christopher Man. Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app.
At JPMorgan Chase, we see the potential in people like Kelly Twitchell, co-founder of Access Tracks, an innovative product design company making the outdoors more accessible. When you made something that other people find invaluable, it fuels you to keep making a better impact with your business. That's why we're here, to help make it happen. J.P. Morgan Chase. Real customers compensated. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, member FDIC. So, Justin, here's the Survivor Series. We're watching the men's War Games match, and boy, that was great, and we see the finale of that. And I see the little copyright on the bottom of the screen. Michael Cole signs off, and I'm thinking... Oh, you know what? I'm very satisfied. Very satisfied as a as a wrestling fan watching a very, very good Survivor Series show. So long, everybody. So I'm thinking in the back of my head, let me go over to the college football, see what else is going on. And all of a sudden, you hear that music strike. You know how close I was from clicking off a peacock? Do you know how close that was to going right back to the college football on Saturday? Jonathan, I was right there with you. I, I wrote my last little note because I'm taking notes as I do. Uh-huh. And I went, I turned this way and set the pad and pen on the table. <laughs> I went to shift my weight this way to grab the Roku remote. I was like, all right, let's go watch Collision now. <laughs> just, just, I put my hand on that remote, and I'm not even looking at the TV. I'm looking at the remote. I hear the, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> they got us. <laughs> they got us. <laughs> they got us. He, and Triple H loves that little trick. I remember the first time I saw him do it was in NXT with Champa turning on Gargano. He loves to put the credits up, and then up oh, we got more. I mean, it you know, and the crowd reaction is there. It was, um, it's, it, yeah, it's it, it, they got us. I mean, they certainly did because okay, you heard smatterings of CM Punk chants, and thank goodness for some of the Chicago fans. They're like, yeah, boo, you know, like if you start off the CM Punk chants and it gets booed down and then it just disappears. That's what happens in a lot of arenas, especially in Chicago, because you know it just happens that way. But then when CM Punk arrives with that white T-shirt, doesn't even have like merch. Obviously, and it makes no sense. He wears what he wears when I see him on the north side. CM Punk has got a white T-shirt on, as Kevin Nash said. You look like a short order cook. Uh, the the white shirt, right? And just out there with his uh, his outfit and just just soaking up the adulation of the crowd. He was right there, and people are saying Chicago. And then CM Punk utters the words like, "Whose town is this? Whose city is this? It is CM Punk's." It is CM Punk's town. It was just amazing to see him. Be, and again, you never say never in, in wrestling, Justin, but just think about this. Let's take a step back. CM Punk getting into it with Tony Khan and the issues he had in AEW, you would think that he'd have enough of this, right? You'd think, oh, I'm done with wrestling. After that whole thing, I was away for a while, came back to AEW, I kept getting injured. I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was the same. And then the politics behind it, either that I caused or they caused, I'm done with this. And he comes back to the WWE after all that bitching on that Colt Cabana podcast for three hours talking about how he hated the company, hated the doctors, everything else around it, and yet he has returned. I just think that's amazing. Yeah, you mentioned the Colt podcast, and uh, obviously I listened to it like the rest of the world. And I had a very, as, as he was talking about it, especially as he was um, going down memory lane of the final stretch of his WWE run, that was really in the front of my mind because I was front row for Punk's last WWE match. It was the Royal Rumble here in Pittsburgh hmm. in January of 2014. And so Kane, who famously eventually came back in corporate Kane, Kane was huddled up against the barricade right in front of me because he came out early and I'm watching the communication between Kane, the ref and Punk and 
and Punk's injured and you know he's got the all, all the stuff he talks about. So I, I you know that was when I relived, I was like, wow, that this guy was very unhappy, you know, very unhappy there, very unhappy with the company. And then, yeah, then you go th- forward, all the stuff that's been very, you know, publicly documented <laughs> in AEW because of how it's gone down. Yeah, you think that he's done, you know, but I guess, you know, once a carny, always a carny. If there's money to be made, there's money to be made. And, you know, look, I, I, I did not, I, I will go on record. I did not think that CM Punk would be at Survivor Series. You know, I'm sure like you, Jonathan, I've been asked a bunch in the last few months, whenever we knew that he was gone from AEW, whenever we knew that they were going to Chicago for Survivor, Survivor Series, I was like, no, I don't think it's going to happen. It's always possible. Anything's possible, but I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not going to bet on it happening. I always figured eventually Punk will be on a WWE stage, if for nothing else but to get a Hall of Fame award. I figured if Bruno can have a huge falling out with Vince and eventually be brought back home, if they can make a self-destruction DVD of the Ultimate Warrior and Warrior comes back home, if Brett freaking Hart can get embarrassed and screwed on live pay-per-view in his home country and then his brother tragically pass away on the company's time a year and a half later, if he can come back, it's possible for anybody to 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 build the bridge back up. So I always figured he'd be back home uh, home <laughs> eventually. Yeah. I did not think it was going to be on November 25th, 2023. I did not either based on everything that he said about WWE and while he was in AEW taking shots at WWE. And so that's why I didn't think it would it would happen. You know, the last time we heard about Punk in in the WWE circles is that he was at the Allstate Arena in the parking lot wanting to have a meeting with Triple H. And I don't know what's real or what's not about that, but all I know is that he got as far as Tamina Snuka. That's where CM Punk tried to get there, and he talked to to Tamina Snuka, and then he left. There was all this speculation that at Bound for Glory, and I was there in Chicago for, for that, that CM Punk was backstage. He was there for the TV tapings, and I thought, hmm, CM Punk hard to kill? In Las Vegas? Maybe, maybe not. But the question I know that's out there, I know you've read it as well, Justin, is why? That's the number one question is why? Why after your time in AEW, where clearly you were pissed off because you didn't think that the the young people that were in the back or the EVPs, whether that's Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks or whatever, you thought that there was a disconnect between you, CM Punk, and them, or Tony Khan and you, and you thought there was a problem. And people say, why? Why would he come back? Well, you know what? Why is Conor McGregor and John Jones still synonymous with the UFC? You know, why is Draymond Green still with the Golden State Warriors, or let alone being in the NBA? You know why this is? Is because they make money, because they draw attention, because they're a box office. And same thing with CM Punk. Triple H sees dollars in CM Punk. Knowing how controversial he is, he still sees money in CM Punk. And I just think that when you are a bad boy, or when you have controversy around you, you are a draw. After everything that Conor McGregor has gone through in the UFC, I'm not like the biggest MMA guy, but I just know the story as a sports fan. Why would he still be around when he's a lot of trouble? Because he's box office, because our people are interested. I think Triple H feels the same way about uh, CM Punk feeling like, you know what? Because that guy is a lightning rod of conversation on the internet and everywhere else around the wrestling circles, let's bring him in to the biggest place he could be in the WWE. And we can control him in the WWE. At least they think they can. I'll give you another answer as to why he's back and from his perspective. WrestleMania main event. That's the one thing that he's been public about that we know. He's made money. He's worked all, all these great, you know, he's worked all these great names. He always wanted to be that main event, that true main event 
where you are, everybody is staying for the last match for you at WrestleMania. I think that's something that's still in, in, in the wrestling fan in him. He wants to cross off and say that he did in his career. And hey, that is easier than ever to do because there's two nights of mania. So you can position and build one of the nights around his match, his story. I think that's something. Let, let, let's not forget about that. That that is what is one thing he was vocal about it on that cold podcast. That's something he wanted to do. I mean, you know, he was frustrated when you know, when he left WWE mm-hmm. after that. The next day after Rumble 2014, yeah, he was you know the creative going into Mania was he was gonna well, he was gonna fight Triple H right, and he was probably yeah. gonna lose the Triple. You know, he hated it. You know, right. it was gonna be somewhere middle of the pack Mania third. You know, I think that's something that he can accomplish and he can cross off the list here. I think that's another reason why he is back. I tell you what, Justin, I just know that in AEW, I think. I think the landscape's different than it is in WWE because of the corporate landscape. Whatever is going through CM Punk's mind, he feels like he could be able to be on top. And again, it's not a, he, CM Punk doesn't have to be a guy I need to see every week. I said that in AEW, as a matter of fact. It's like, I need to see him every week. Because he has, has had injury issues, because he is a guy that is an older athlete, I would just say that whatever you do with CM Punk this time around, just keep him special. Not Undertaker special. I don't mean that. I'm talking about special like, hey, man, this guy's back. Let's take our time with it. Let's tell a story and put him in a, a big scenario where everyone will enjoy CM Punk. And I know there's some that are recoiling at this, right? There's some WWE fans that I've seen online just like, oh, my God, this guy, he's, he's worth a lot of trouble. Let me just tell you something. With that structure in WWE, if you're trouble, you'll be out, especially under Triple H. He's doing this because he's curring favor with all of us. You've been chanting CM Punk in all these arenas across the country. Okay, we're going to give you CM Punk. How long this lasts, I don't know, but I know it is fascinating for sure. A guy who said never, like dealing with the doctors and dealing with Triple H and you know running down Vince and all this, and then he's back. Oh, my God. This is great for wrestling for sure. Maybe they, maybe they uh, bring Taker back on the road just to police the locker room, to, yeah. to preside to preside over wrestlers' court if needed. Just, just to, let's just get ahead of things. Well, no, that's why our truth is back. He's there to police the locker room. <laughs> that's why. That's why he brought our truth back. Right? He's the new sheriff in town. He'll make sure the locker room is straight. But for real, think about this. Obviously, it was this is this was. It's harder than ever to keep a secret. A pro wrestling or anywhere today. Yes. Social media, everybody's got cameras, everybody's recording something. It's hard to keep a secret. Yeah. This was obviously very well kept. And so, and then the manner in which they did it, he didn't interact with anybody. No wrestler needs to be clued in. Hey, here's your cue to do this. But like it's it is I don't know, but it's very possible, having seen the way that this was executed and commentary signs off, it is very possible that commentary nor any of the ten wrestlers that were standing in that ring it is very possible that none of them knew this was coming that the, that, that that they're being that the refs being told from the back hey do the hero pose we're counting we're counting you down like and they're just doing what they do to sign off a show to send the crowd home happy and 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 then all of a sudden that music hits it is very possible jonathan that they all reacted for the first time just like we did that they had no idea was coming it's very possible that that none of those people in the ring knew that was happening i mean just the reaction of Seth Rollins alone, and thank goodness for that fan cam, just to be able to uh, to videotape that moment of Seth Rollins just looking like he was just going to go up at the up the ramp and go after CM Punk, being held back by Michael Cole and by Corey Graves. 
mean, that was something, man. I mean, it, it, and of course, they also report about Drew McIntyre from Wrestling Inc., about Drew McIntyre just like storming out of the arena. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's connected to CM Punk or not, but just the reaction. And just the way it's told is, is like very few people knew. Production had to know because they had to hit the button to get the, uh, you know, to get his picture up there and the music to start. And then out of a side door, and I know that building very well, there's very, a lot of side doors you can go into and come out of. And then CM Punk just arrives. Man, if the boys did not know, and I say the boys, I'm talking about the wrestlers. I know there's women there too, but if the boys did not know, uh, boy, that's something. But I feel like maybe a few knew. I think a lot of them did not know, and I just think, again, that makes wrestling special. What does that do for the locker room? I don't know, but I know that makes it a very special moment if most of the people didn't know. Yeah, I mean, the Seth video, if uh, people haven't seen it, it yeah, it's, it's like like Jonathan said, he's out, he's in front of those two rings, and there's a mix of security referees, Corey Graves and Michael Cole, who are, who are leaving their commentary post. And they're holding him back, and he is screaming. You know, he's middle fingering at CM Punk, and and he's he's It's I, I mean, it's it's also very possible too. Seth Rollins is not a you know he he's a worker. It's also very possible that in that moment he was able just to collect you know connect all the dots and say, all right, people are always recording. Here's yeah. my chance to here's my chance to drum up some excitement for an inevitable match that I know that the office is going to want to have. Uh, I'm I'm the champion. It's very very it's you know very possible. So it, it might just be a great worker going to work. Let me let me let me drum up. Let's let's get going. Why wait till Monday? Let's get going and build the build the tension and build the talk. Yeah, um, if, I, if I put my so. middle finger up, then that means that I'll get the match with them. That's just pretty much me holding my finger up and my hand up, saying I'll work with them at WrestleMania. Let me right. do it. That's pretty right. much it. Yeah, right. You know what? And again, we don't know. I just think it's very interesting how that all cum- culminated at one time. Just like the Drew McIntyre piece, though, just is also very interesting. Like I don't, uh, I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's related to uh, CM Punk or not. I have no idea. But that's boy. It's just, this is why week to week you got to watch because it's just fascinating to me what could what this all could be. So the Drew Mac, the Drew, it is crazy. The Drew McIntyre story. Uh, this is <clears throat> this is how it's written on Wrestling Inc. And, and the original reporting is actually coming from PW Insider. But I'll read this out and when uh, we can dissect. It says. According to PW Insider, the former world champion stormed out of the ring and straight backstage after the main event before slamming his locker room door and immediately leaving the Allstate Arena in a hoodie. Uh, I like that detail. He's in a hoodie. Uh, the, re- <laughs> <laughs> the report indicated that McIntyre's frustration was loud and obvious, leading to plenty of conversation after the incident. But there's no clear reason as to why he reacted in such a manner. And his departure from the ring occurred prior to Punk's grand entrance. So we don't know if there was something in the match that he was unhappy about. Maybe somebody did know Punk was coming and they clued him in. Hey, this is going to be happy. I mean, so we don't know. But that's that's what PW Insider, take it for whatever it's worth. That's what PW Insider is reporting as he stormed out left and in a hoodie. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. En Toyota nos preguntamos, ¿qué prefieres estas fiestas? ¿Árbol dorado? ¿Rojo y verde? ¿Cenamos pavo? ¿Tamales? ¿Regalos a medianoche? Mejor en la mañana. Ok. ¿Y para el auto nuevo? ¿Pensaba en un Corolla, Corolla negro, negro y con, con asientos deportivos? deportivos? Todos prefieren un Toyota. Ven por tu favorito al Toyota Ton. Las ofertas terminan el 5 de diciembre. Toyota, vayamos juntos.
Las ofertas están sujetas a cambios a lo largo de Toyota Ton que termina el 2 de enero. Las ofertas actuales terminan el 5 de diciembre. El inventario puede variar. Visita tu concesionario Toyota participante. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 